Friday. You're listening to TJF, the horror movie podcast that brings you all the casual conversations about your favourite or not-so-favourite horror movies with your host, me, Kat. This week, I am joined by co-host of the Slash Her podcast, Adrian. Welcome to TJF. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Your voice sounds so professional. Oh, thank you. It's because uh, <laughs> I did go to school for broadcast journalism, so... <gasps> Yes. So when I talk into a microphone, I can't help but like try to have some type of like presence, even though it's like out the window within 20 minutes. <laughs> but I, try I mean, I think that snort just was when it went out. <laughs> oh, I snort when I laugh as well. I love it. I it's think we're the my, same person. <laughs> we are, truly, honestly. <laughs> yes, I'm a snorter. I can't help oh, me it. too. I love it. And people are like, oh, your, your laugh is so cute. And I was like, oh, it's disgusting. It's so gross. Yes. <laughs> Literally, I will hear that all the time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It sounds like I sound like a monstrosity. I sound yeah. insane. Are you joking? And it sounds even worse laugh? in your own head when you're like hearing the snort. And you're like, maybe it sounds cute to other people. But in my uh-huh. head. Yeah. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Because even <laughs> with my laugh, like with my partner, he'd be like, oh, your laugh is so cute. And I'm like, I, I sound like a screaming banshee when I laugh. I don't oh. sound cute. Yeah, no, my partner tells me that my laugh is obnoxious. And oh, okay, kind. see? <laughs> I kind of need that energy because, I listen, I, I hear myself laugh. I know what it is. I know what the real tea is, and it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound cute. I no, sound Ned's insane. like, your laugh is, are you cackling right now? And I'm like, yes! <laughs> That's me, literally cackling at the top of my lungs. Yeah. But, you know. I wouldn't have it any other way. Very <laughs> that. Either way, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Love the podcast, obviously. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, I'm very honored to be here. I'm so excited because I am a huge fan of your podcast. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. You guys just tell the truth about everything. Except, look, I have a bone to pick about you and your opinion on 13 Ghosts. Oh, tell me. Tell me. Tell me. what. Because you you (laughs) trashed it. And I love that movie. How dare you? Oh, see, I always try to come. I always try to come from like a place of like positivity as much as I can. <laughs> so even like with a movie that I do think is bad, it, again, the yeah. nostalgia goggles are still like heavy on my head when I watch that movie. Cause I still enjoy it tremendously. But like, oh, I was like in this, mo- in this recent rewatch, I was like, there's a lot Ooh. happening and I don't think it's good. I'm enjoying it, <laughs> but it's not good. So I'm very sorry. Yeah. I, I try, I try this one of those. And I said it on the podcast. It's like one of the movies where it's, it's been a little bit since I said a movie's bad. It, it had to be 13 Ghosts, but it's an enjoyable movie. It has Matthew Lillard it in it. It is pretty so bad. I'm going to enjoy it no matter what, you know? Although I like the Jackal. They're all great. The Ghosts I are amazing. I wish they had a, like, their own spinoff movie. They deserve it. Again, like I, I don't think I said it on the podcast, but I'm sure I tweeted about it. Like They need like a... Like, a I don't even know, like a Netflix special or something. Like give yeah. them like a series, an episode devoted to each ghost. That'd be like, cool. They deserve it because they're... The lore is there. The stories are there. Like, give it yeah. to us. Because the movie surely didn't. They didn't I did nothing. hyperfixate on the ghosts and went into, like, a Wikipedia about 13 ghosts and read all of their backstories. Yes. that's. I mean, that's what you do when you watch that movie. As a child, like, when I watched that movie, it would always immediately go into, like, the DVD bonus feature that they had where they talk about the ghosts. Like, immediately. Oh. Just because that's... You watch 13 Ghosts because you want to see the fucking ghosts. You know what I'm saying? You, don't, they, you, don't want, you didn't care about all the other stuff. I didn't. I didn't care about I didn't care about the Archaeum. I didn't care about the portal to hell or whatever they were doing. I wanted to see these goddamn ghosts like tear people apart. And we got yeah. I mean, we got great deaths in that we movie. Did. The, that one where they like rip him apart at the end. 
Yes. Or the sliding glass door on the lawyer, the scummy lawyer. It's great. Some great shit. So I need more of that. So I just need more ghosts. Definitely give it to me. Okay. Well, you're (laughs) redeemed now because I was just like, you can't. I love that movie. (laughs) It's great. It's great. It's um, fun to watch. I do think it's still like. By my te- my definition of the term bad, I still think it's bad, but it's great. Oh, I yeah. Think, there's heaps of bad films where I'm like, ooh. Uh, I love a good bad film. Listen, my favorite subgenre of horror is slashers. Obviously, yeah. the surname of my podcast, <laughs> slasher. Uh, and those movies can be pretty bad. So I love a, I love a good good, a yeah. good B movie. I watched uh, Tourist Trap recently. <laughs> Isn't that movie great? I love it. It is so it's, good. But it's like really well done and some of the stuff's bad and i'm like i'm, I'm okay with that yeah very funny that's cool the killer in that film is like he makes me chuckle more than i think he should but he definitely makes me chuckle sure but it's, it's a great meant movie to be that funny <laughs> i don't think so either but like at the same time it's so funny that it's really disturbing i think so i'm gonna buy a shirt please do it is such yeah. a great great i mean shutter shout out to shutter and like when i had first gotten the shutter streaming service like that was like one of the first movies that just like looked interesting to me for whatever reason. Yeah. And it turned out to be like a really good time. I was very, very, very shocked by it. Yeah. I think I watched it on Shutter because uh, not everything that's on Shutter in the States is available on Shutter in Australia. So I chuck my VPN on and watch American Shutter because <laughs> I was like, As at least should. I can watch everything. Because just, and I, I've explained this to guests in the past that classification of horror movies in Australia is quite hard. And they won't stream non-classified content like Shudder does in the States. Interesting. Okay. So here you won't get anything that hasn't been classified in Australia. And it's really hard to get horror classified here as well. Like I was explaining to somebody that it took like um, three or four goes to get Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, classified here. That is insane. Yeah. Understandable though, I guess, with that type of movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it didn't, it didn't get the okay until like the mid 80s in australia that is so crazy yeah because like the whole video nasties era here Mm -hmm. was like even more um like conservative than what it was in the uk so interesting okay yeah because i've heard about obviously throughout the uk but you know with australia I just, I never like had, I don't know. You guys are like out here on your own little island chilling. We don't actually exist. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> what? Please explain. What? Um, ages ago, Sydney and I did an episode of TGIF together and um, we were talking about creating our own podcast uh-huh. where Australia is just full of actors and not a real place. And <laughs> That is the most Sydney thing. <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, oh, is Australia even real? I was like, no. Because people in the states literally believe that America, like Australia, is a fake place. And it's like you can literally fly here. Like it's an actual country. It's an actual country, but it does kind of fall off the bandwagon, I guess, in terms of like being able to like. Honestly, again, and I'm obviously a perpetrator of it at this point. Like I just forget about it sometimes. Which isn't like I'm not trying to attack the country, and you know, I don't no, want Australian uh, listeners to come we're, for me. <laughs> we're pretty forgettable, but yeah, I just forget sometimes. I do, yeah. I do. We're just but, like that little country out in the Pacific somewhere. We're cool. But listen, I do love myself some Wolf Creek. Not that I'm going to generalize the country by Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek terrifies me. Such, honestly, one of the most terrifying. I should have picked that movie, but yeah. one of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, I have not been able that, to rewatch it. The guy that plays Mick is my friend's dad. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my goodness. What? 
Yes. Such a scary movie. Yeah, his dad used to come to his gigs and like stand I would scream. in the crowd. <laughs> People were like, oh my fucking God. And I was like, ah, oh, it's John Shaking. No, man. Yeah. I will tell you, I watched that movie in theaters um, and the theater was empty. Like, I'm pretty sure it was like- oh, no. Um, yeah it was like near the end of its run i'm pretty sure and like we just like went my family took me they didn't give a fuck as a, oh, i'm sorry but they didn't give a fuck because as children i just they took me to watch horror movies like that's what nice. they did and so we were there like by ourselves watching this movie traumatized me like literally yeah. traumatized me and i was like that was truly the most terrifying thing i've ever seen i have mm. not been able to rewatch it since so it just sits in my memory with whatever i yeah. watched it like at the age of like nine but yeah, i haven't been um... able to rewatch it so the story that they based Wolf Creek off is off two murderers. So one obviously being Ivan Milat, the backpacking killer. And then uh, Bradley John, uh, John Bradley Murdoch, who was in the news for killing um, Joanne Lee's husband. I can't remember his name. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So he apparently murdered um, his victim on this like stretch of highway between Adelaide and Darwin or Alice Springs. So, like, literally in the middle of nowhere. But Ivan Milat was murdering people and putting them in a forest called Belangelo State Park, Ugh. which is, like, I can drive there. It's, like, 45 minutes from my house. <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah. That is so insane. It kind of definitely gives me vibes of uh, the Toybox Killer over here in the States. Yeah. Yeah. Because, okay. I mean, that was in, you know, New Mexico, open area. And I think that's probably kind of why I always kind of got that vibe from that movie. And I think mm. that's why it always kind of, like, really freaked me out. Because it's, like, middle of nowhere kind yeah. of scenario where, like, it's, like, Nobody can hear you scream out there, and it's just so terrifying. Ivan so. Millet actually grew up um, in the suburb next to my mum, and my mum <gasps> went to school with his niece and was like friends with Cat. his niece at school. <laughs> Cat, what is I happening? Know. See, maybe I'm 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 adhering now to the theory that Australia doesn't exist because not you just having like a connection to everybody in some way already. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're all paid actors. <laughs> exactly, y'all know it. You're all paid to say, "I kind of know this person through this family it's, member." <laughs> It is like that here, to be honest. That is so crazy. Yeah, it's um, and I didn't really like pick up on it because I I was young when my mum was like, oh yeah, I've Ivan Milat's been arrested. I know his niece. Like she went to my school. Like she was in my year and all this stuff. And I was like, what is that? And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, I've oh, I remember mum telling me about this guy. That is so crazy. Because I was like maybe ten or eleven when he was arrested. Wow. Yeah. That is so insane. Well, and I. That the fact that that also I that I did not know that's what the movie was based off of. I could have probably looked into. Oh, it, it's but. like a whole bunch of different stories. And, a whole bunch of different things. But yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, oh, Wolf Creek! If I go backpacking in Australia, I'm gonna get murdered." And I was like, "No, we literally had a backpacking serial killer." Yeah, truly. Like. So not to like get like completely off course or anything, mm-hmm. but I mean, since you're obviously in Australia, I like I've never had the opportunity. So was that like movie like? Big hit. Well known there? No, yes. it was like well known here. Yeah, like we even have it. a okay. TV series. So yes, y'all do. Yeah, it's been on my watch list for so long. I'm yeah. so bad, along with like a million other things. But like, I've been meaning to watch um, it. John Jarrett to this day will still be invited to conventions as like Mick and like as the guy behind Wolf Creek. So oh, I love that. even like what it's like 15 years later or something. Yeah, it's so long. Yeah, ago. he's like an icon here. That movie is iconic. Every it's yeah, I'm not a big fan of it, but <laughs> it traumatized me. So well, it scares I'm... me. Like Belangelo State Forest isn't that far from me. Yeah, like, it's so it's, scary. Yeah. So well done. You know what I also know of 
not me um we probably should have talked about like how i know australia um <laughs> before we got on air but whatever people can know <laughs> i'm delusional hey that's our tagline um but i also watched that dating show is it was it outback jack it was an american dating show so don't even feel bad oh, but wow. the only I reason listen to me this is my, how my brain works the only reason i watched that reality dating show is because back when i was a kid i was like really into professional wrestling and <laughs> one of the women from the wwe was on that show so i watched it for oh, her okay yeah, yeah but he was like an australian man and like i don't know it obviously sounds fam- <laughs> i'll ask my grandma because she watches we have uh the farmer wants a wife at the moment that's a really cool one what is so it's about, about like these hunky farmers looking for women that want to move out into the country and live on a farm and marry a farmer and they're all like wow. rich dudes because they own farms. <laughs> right. Wow. Let me be let me audition for this show. It is called Outback Jack, by the way. So yes, definitely ask her and see if she knows. <laughs> I, it sounds really familiar, actually. So it might not have been on air for very long. It's from 2004, so it's a little bit older. Oh, okay, um, yeah. But yeah, it was filmed in the okay. outback of Australia. So uh, but yeah, that's my extent of knowledge of the country. I feel so I bad. It's better than most people's. So. <laughs> I have Wolf Creek and I have a reality show. A, <laughs> A shitty reality dating TV show is like my extent of the country, so I'm so sorry. But I'm here either way. Because I'm cat. Cat's the only other thing. And hey, and that's a great representation of Australia. Look, I try my best. (laughs) I'm going to be the horror queen of Australia. Just you wait. Oh, uh, fuck me up, cat. Yes. If anybody deserves it, it is you. Oh, no, there's a lot of us. We just don't get (laughs) global recognition. Just you wait. Just you wait. Um, We're going to get it. We're going to do it um so you chose to talk about the autopsy of jane doe what made you choose this film i quite honestly have no idea and (laughs) in rethinking it and like thinking about my choice i was like i'm really like not on brand like i could have got like a slasher film from the 80s or something which would have been so fun but i don't know something called to me i don't know what it was i was going through my letterbox films and my ratings actually and i was like what would be a fun movie to talk about with cat and I saw the autopsy of Jane Doe and I was like, oh, and I don't know why. I just sent it to you. And I was like, would you watch with this? Be okay? I was just like, I've never watched this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, let's just do that. Because I thoroughly enjoyed this film. It yeah. was a movie that uh, it was kind of on my radar for a long time. Because I remember, I think the first time I heard about it was back in 2016, when it was more of like an independent film. It was kind of circulating like the actual like festival scene and all that so i never had the opportunity of seeing it but a lot of the horror podcasts that i listened to around that time were discussing it like very heavily and they they kept talking the praises of the autopsy of jane doe and i was like that sounds interesting but then like i didn't get to see it until maybe like two years later or like when i randomly logged onto netflix and it was there and i was like what is going on i was like i've heard about this movie so much like i've never had the opportunity of watching it so i watched it by myself like super late at night it was like literally midnight when i started it (laughs) Um, Good idea. And, yeah, <laughs> by myself, and like I finished the whole entire thing, and it like left a mark on me. It, it, I was watching it by myself at midnight, so it was going to leave a mark on me. But it did, and I was like, "Wow, that was actually genuinely a really scary movie." And yeah. every time that I show it to people now, most people seem to enjoy it. So I was like, "You know what? I'm going to ask Kat if she's seen this movie because if not, then that's what I want to talk about." I went in expecting something completely different. I don't know what Ooh, I, I was expecting. That. And then when when all this stuff is going on, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was not expecting this at all. Uh-huh. Um, this is insane. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I think that, I have this. 
Because you think it's going to start like one way and then it completely goes into a, a completely different direction. And you're just like, then, um, sorry? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. What? What's happening? And by the end, there's like witches. Like it's a whole witch movie by the end. And you're like, and you're just what? Like, what the fuck? I didn't sign up for this, but I'm down for but, uh, it. Uh, all right, let's go. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> a little bit, bit about the film. Uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe is a 2016 supernatural horror film directed by Andre, uh, I'm going to say Ovredal. It stars uh, Emil Hirsch. Or Emily? No, that's Emil, isn't it? E-M-I-L-E. Let me pull up the IMDb. Is Emil? Uh, Brian Cox, who I haven't seen in something in forever. So when I watched him in this, I was like, oh, you're still a... I forgot all... I forgot you existed. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they are the father... A father and son coroner who experience supernatural phenomena while examining the body of an unidentified woman played by Alwyn Kelly. It is Ovredal's first English language film. The film premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival on September 9th, 2016 and was released on December 21st that year. So yeah, film. It I, I, There was a whole list of all the film festivals it was at and I was like... <laughs> so many. It's all good. <laughs> so many. And I'm telling you, that's how I heard about it was just because it was like literally just going from festival to festival yeah i saw um i didn't see too much about it but i saw it was coming to like dvd here and because my partner works in physical media i was just like oh okay cool uh i've never heard of this and so i'd always pick it up and then just never buy it and i think it's on shutter maybe or on netflix i can't remember because i watched it via vpn so i was Hmm. looking everywhere for it i don't I don't think it's on anything anymore because I think when I watched it uh, here in the States, I think I purchased it to rent. Oh, okay. No, I definitely watched it on streaming here. So it might have been on an, on an Australian streaming service. But it was on Netflix for the longest time. I mean, that was how yeah. I watched it for the first time. It was on, And it was on there. And I picked this movie also hoping it would be on Netflix. And when I yeah. went to look for it, it wasn't there. So I'm pretty oh, sure I purchased okay, maybe it's it. it's on Shutter. Yeah, I had to purchase it to rent. So Because I didn't, I didn't DL it and I didn't. I didn't rent it. So it's on streaming somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> so- I should have written it down. It's somewhere. I'm gonna I'll let you know on Twitter where it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll be Because I definitely be streamed it. Because I was like trying to work out where to watch it and then I found it and I was like, holy shit. Okay, sweet. It's streaming. <laughs> I don't have to be dodgy. because um, once again, like Australian streaming services and physical media is fucking hopeless when it comes to horror. Mm. Uh so the film starts in small town Virginia. So I kind of love the setting for this film. It's kind of cool. Yes, I'm obsessed with it. Which is one of the main reasons. I love a good movie that just like, it feels wet. I don't know if that's like a weird way to describe it. <laughs> but like it's just wet. Like you can, it could rain at any moment. And yeah. I love that kind of like aesthetic and that vibe in a film. Because so it basically just... the UK. But... <laughs> Very that, yeah. Because <laughs> that's how it London. feels. Shout out to... Uh, Janine Pipe, who is a author in the UK, because she was trying to. I mean, oh, I don't know if I'm like supposed to be saying anything. I don't know if she's like said much about it, but she was gonna do like a book, uh, like a slasher book in the UK, just because oh, that'd how, be like, cool. rainy it is. And like, I was like, I love that aesthetic. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love that about this movie because it just is so wet. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's just like, oh, that's what it's like here at the moment when I look outside. Uh, <laughs> police are walking through a horrible crime scene, so they found a family who was living in a house absolutely brutally slaughtered um their deaths are really gruesome like uh, and i kind of like this opening scene where there's like no dialogue they're just taking photos they're walking through it's like a that slow low angle as we're seeing like all the dead bodies and it's like oh yikes uh (laughs) and underneath the house 
in a like dirt pit of some kind, they find yeah. the unidentified corpse of a young woman. Uh, later on in the car, a deputy is on the phone talking to somebody, noting that there was no sign of forced entry, and it actually looked like the family were trying to escape the house. And I was like, oh, that fucked me up. That's <laughs> fucked me up. It's so good. It's so good. It like starts with a mystery. We don't know what happened here. We don't know how the body ended up here. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. It's why isn't start. the body brutally murdered? Yeah, why is it pristine looking? Why does it look it's like so dirt. clean? It was just dug up and it looks so clean. <laughs> so what's happening? What's what's the real story here? Mm. So the Tilden family is made up of Tommy Tilden and his son Austin, and they're, who's training to take over the family business of the mortuary, which is also the coroner's office. So it's like a right. little bit of both. It's a funeral <laughs> home. But their house is so complex. Because it is. They go down in like this elevator and it's like the mortuary underneath. And I was like, that's the kind of house I want to live in. I was about to say the same thing. Like I would, if I would have been so like obsessed with that as a child, like me oh, yeah. to grow up in a house like that. Ugh, I would have been the talk of the town. I would have loved right. it. You'd either be the freaky dude that lives like in the murder house, <laughs> like the death house, or uh-huh. you'd be the cool kid. Either one. It's only going to go one either way. A little bit of both. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'll be the middle line. <laughs> I'd make sure. Dude. Yeah, I would be weird. <laughs> yes, that's it. I would intentionally make myself be different. <laughs> yeah. So they wouldn't think I'm a creepy dude, but I'd be like, I'm totally creepy dude. Um, so Austin, yeah, is training to be a, a mortician or a coroner. I mean, they're both. So one or the other. <laughs> in real life, you're not both. You're one or the other. Um, we find out that Tommy's wife, uh, Austin's mother had passed away a few years ago and they're still grieving her loss, which is totally normal in the grieving process. You get to take your time in that shit. You right. do you. Um, Austin's girlfriend Emma rocks up to the morgue and wants to see a dead body. I love this scene so much. This would be me. I'd be like, yes. show me the fucking body. Let's go. <laughs> um, it's just because it's weird. Okay. So uh, I'm going to tell a little anecdote about dead bodies. Um, a few years ago, my sister's friend's mother passed away and they were going to be going to her funeral. And it was an open casket funeral. And okay. at the time, I think my niece would have been like four or five. And she's like, found out that that it was open casket and she was like mum can i go to the funeral and emily's like excuse me sorry what lucy says yeah i just want to see the body (laughs) and my sister's like uh definitely not if that's the reason you want to go the no you were not going to the funeral to see a dead body (laughs) fucking hell this is how i know these children are related to me because i'm like yeah show me the dead body and then like it's me on the opposite end like as a full pisces all empathetic i remember when i went to my great grandma's open casket funeral me being crazy like i'm the main character i was like (gasps) (laughs) (sighs) like just so dramatic as i am always i was like oh my god i'm gonna see a dead body i'm like what if this changes me and like i go into it like as a completely crazy person and then then nothing happens and then nothing happens i move on Uh and then pops up like years later in therapy and they're like "Mm, this is the start of a lot of problems i'm like you're right because seeing a dead body didn't change my life right exactly that what the fuck i'd be so devastated if (laughs) If it didn't it better be the start of something um i just can't believe my my niece was like yeah i want to see a dead body what's wrong with that it's just a a dead body right it's life (laughs) She, didn't even, she knew the person as well and i was like really? <laughs> it's maybe a little bit different we know children 
they operate on a kind of different level, a different vibe. Their connection non-religious as well, so it's like that's it. It's a dead body. (laughs) Somebody has to be. We, I mean, she's starting the wave of like the next morticians, I suppose. Oh my god, I I love love that. that. Honestly, I love. Anytime anybody tells me that they're a mortician, like I. And immediately, like, you are the coolest person that I know. Oh, yes. Actually, a big shout out to one of my friends, uh, Fetchbug, who has a Twitch channel called Mortuary Scary, and she is actually training to be a mortician. So, oh and she God, does talk that. about death culture and stuff on her channel. So, you can check her out on Twitch, everybody, if you're into that stuff. She's really cool. Very knowledgeable. Ooh, um, I'll be yeah. there. <laughs> so, Austin's basically like, no you're not looking at a dead body dad doesn't let people just come in and look at dead bodies uh he's super strict about how the morgue operates but tommy comes into the cold room and tells austin to show her the body <laughs> i was just I like love it. Ah, yes dad <laughs> um so he pulls out of the uh like the fridge on the gurney the corpse of a woman that had been brought in earlier and emma says no i didn't choose that one and points to the fridge of another corpse next to it. Um, so Austin Oof. rolls out the corpse, which is a male who had taken his own life with a gun. And we kind of do see the indent of the sheet that is over this uh, this corpse, um, and it's bloody and yeah, dented in where the gun practically blew apart his face. Yeah. So the toes of the corpse is sticking out the end, and Emma asks about the bells on his toes. And Tommy basically explains that back in the day, they weren't sure if people were actually dead. So they tied bells to their feet so they would ring and they'd know that they were alive. Um, so Isn't she, that crazy? I know. <laughs> yeah. How could you not know? And they I guess were dead I, or not? Girl. A heavy sleeper. Imagine being <laughs> such a heavy sleeper that they just bury you overnight. They're like, so he's dead. Just bury him. <laughs> that'd, that'd be me. That'd be my <laughs> luck. My family hates me so much that they would have been the first chance that they knew I was knocked out. They're like, bury him, bury him, bury him, he's dead. My family would drug me. <laughs> make Just like sure I'm passed out and then bury me. <laughs> they, yeah, they would do it as a prank. Like, they would yeah. prank me. I know they would. They would probably, like, give me NyQuil, like, the heaviest dose of NyQuil, yeah. knock me out cold, and, like, bury me into the ground. Just to traumatize me. Just to troll you. <laughs> no, the ultimate troll. I would be so pissed. That'd be pranks back in, like, the 1700s, right? That's how you prank <laughs> What if they were? I bet you that they were literally back in old times, literally pranking, uh, pranking each other by getting somebody buried alive. Because why not? <laughs> what else are they doing? Why not? And they're all sitting around in their tailcoats, like, oh. <laughs> with their like cups of tea and shit very that they're that's what they're doing why not i mean they i mean akin to this movie look at the salem witch trials they're probably just blaming people and just calling out people to be a witch just because so they, they have nothing else to do no boy yeah. oh 100 yeah. oh no they Bored. were scared of women we know that's why Ooh, you, there it is i was about to also switch up on their <laughs> change course too okay cat, it's no it's I because live. they hate women we know period uh, yes <laughs> Um, so as she leans in to take off the sheet to view the victim's face, Tommy fucking rings the bell, scaring the absolute shit out of her. I love this. I love yeah, this. It's fun. And I love that he's kind of had the bell as this kind of like um tribute to mortuary workers for so long. And so he's got it there like as a respect thing for, yeah. for the person who's deceased. Yeah, and it kind of, I mean, as a character development thing, obviously just kind of displays his love for what he does and just like how passionate he is that he would do something like that, like you said, to kind of call back to people, the people who paved the way for them. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 
And as someone who's like, uh, I'm a death positivist. And so I'm like, I love mortuary workers and what they do for people and the way that it's coming into its own in like the modern times for death is it's just really revolutionary. And I, like, I love the idea of me taking control of my own death, even yes. when I'm gone, like I get to control where I go and where I'm going to be. So yes. I don't know, put me on top of a mountain and set me on fire. That'd be cool. Oh my God. The coolest. Yeah. I, what would I want to be done? I, I mean, cremate me and take yeah. my ashes to what would be a fun place? Uh, maybe I don't know. I take me to the house where they probably sh- inappropriate. <laughs> I thought the first thing I thought was Disney, and I thought that's maybe I'm not. I like feel like at a roller Disney coaster, adults. letting your ashes go, and oh it's my like god, behind me choking <laughs> on them. <laughs> oh my god, please! Honestly, just like plant me. I don't know. I want uh, no. I want sections. I want some of my okay. ashes to go to like. I don't know a garden i don't care anywhere make me a garden thing That's the cool. other bit uh sprinkle like at the original house where they shot the first scream movie okay uh, yeah we can the, do that. yeah please that would be amazing and last but not least probably sprinkle me like on the factory that like or a factory i don't know if there's like one but <laughs> that where they make hot cheetos just because <laughs> i feel like that's a fitting way for me to go you want to be a hot cheeto yeah i have a we can we'll make you hot into hot cheetos Ew. Okay, yeah, just don't open the bag. Yeah. Oh, and just put the bag on my grave site. Or open the bag. Oh my god. Don't eat. Yes, and feed it to my worst enemy. <laughs> so you're always with them. Yes, okay. I love this. Yeah, we're gonna put I'm really me... spiteful. Yeah, I want to put you need me... to know about me. <laughs> I will okay, we won't say who they are on air. I'll make a perfectly cur- uh, curated list. I want like a whole at least a few dozen bags of Oh my shit. Is it gonna go hot that far? remains? Mm-hmm. And I have a whole list of people who you can deliver okay. to, if you don't mind. Sorry. I'd appreciate it. Yeah, we've got. If this. I'm not like spreading your ashes for you on top of a mountain, you could be spreading my. Ashes I don't know where I want to be. Uh, <laughs> I want to be somewhere really fucked up. Right, like, right, right. I'd be like, yes. No, no, I want to be a, a badass witch that just keeps coming back. How about that? Yes, I want to be that, but also just put me in a body farm. Ooh, fantastic! Let me decay, go back to the earth from where I once came. I kind of oh, love that. That'd be really poetic. Honestly, just shoot me into space. <laughs> I'm like, always threatening to kick my nieces into space. <laughs> I'm like, I will kick you to the fucking sun. And honestly, they're just like, I... do it, kick me. And I'm like, oh shit, now I'm going to do it. Yeah, anytime I hear or anytime I read any type of bad news on the internet about like the state Fly of the world the or just being in the United States, like, yeah, literally, I know I say, take me to the moon. So no. in my afterlife, do it. Take me to the moon. Send me. No, fucking blast me, me into the sun. Blast me into us into the sun. I want to like <laughs> fucking evil Knievel that shit. Get me oh, out of here. I love it. I honestly love it. And it probably would just set off the end of the world for some oh, random wouldn't reason. Wouldn't that be beautiful? <laughs> If your corpse did that, honestly, you're the You wouldn't be mad. You couldn't be mad. You're That's the main character. That's on brand for me. <laughs> the Absolute world with you. fucking chaos. If I'm going to die, I'm taking the world with me. I kind of love that. Yeah. I'm taking humanity with me. I thought about it. I Look, I've, I've really I thought about, about it. it. Oh, okay, Thanos. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's get yeah. back to the movie. The movie, yes. Um, so Emma and Austin get in the elevator. They're heading out. And they run into the sheriff who's actually bringing in the body of Jane Doe that was find, found at the crime scene earlier. And he's kind of casual about it. But Austin's like, oh, I think I should stay. Which goes to show that he really loves his job as well. And his dad, at least, as well, if anything. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And because Emma's talking to him at the time, like, you know, have you spoken to your dad about leaving? And 
Austin's really hesitant to be like, yeah, I'll go do it now. Like, well, he doesn't want to leave. You can tell. He doesn't want to leave that job. He loves it. As if you wouldn't freaking love that job. Right. Like, it's, and it is an incredibly important and um, respectable job. And um, it's a job that not everybody can do. No, honestly. The same as, like, being a nurse. Yes. It's needed. They're needed and they're so important. And, um, have you seen The Haunting of Hill House? Yes. Okay, so obviously she's also a mortician in that show as yeah. well. And I don't know, they just, they inspire me in a way that's like, I think that's probably why I like this movie so much. Because, yeah. I mean, the best parts of the movie to me are the autopsy scenes where they're actually doing their work and analyzing the dead body and the corpse. And it's exhilarating just to kind of yeah. see them in their habitat. It really is exhilarating. And so, I don't know, it sets the movie apart for me, at least from my first viewing. That's why, like, it sticks with me because... It's just so cool. Like what they're doing yeah. is honestly so fascinating. And obviously it, it then heightens from there. Obviously we get to the supernatural, <laughs> but it's just so cool just to see them do what they're doing. And I, don't yeah. know, I love it. It's exciting. It really is. I, I would not be able to do it. I joke about being able to do it, but I'd vomit and I couldn't, I just couldn't. It takes couldn't. a special person. <laughs> it does. Um, so Austin says to Emma, come back at midnight. We'll catch the midnight screening of the film. Um, I'm going to help dad with this emergency autopsy. Like, it looks pretty important the sheriff's brought this body in. Right. Um, so he goes back down into the the morgue and uh, they begin their autopsy. But things aren't adding up. So Jane's eyes are cloudy, suggesting that she has been dead for weeks. And the body has no rigor mortis or lividity. So her body is, like, pristine condition. Yes. Um except for the fact that her wrists and ankles are completely shattered and her tongue has been cut out and she is missing a tooth. So they're like, this is really weird. Yes, I love it. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what's going on with this body? What's going yeah. on? Yeah, and, it, and like, I, they're talking so scientifically as well. And I'm like, ooh, yes, fascinating. Like, I don't understand, <laughs> but I love this. Oh I know God, what people... lividity is and what rigor mortis is because I went, I watch a lot of true crime. <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah but them speaking in their you know medical terminology whatever the hell's yeah. going on there i don't know but it's fucking cool people who are smarter than me are immediately cool to me yeah. <laughs> so i love it i'm excited and but also i love a good mystery i yeah. and this is like building up a mystery like we don't know we and it's kind of crazy i mean not to jump to the end i mean we don't get too much of an answer i suppose yeah exactly and it's kind of but, like oh <laughs> what the fuck yeah but it sets up a mystery and i i don't know it's exhilarating on top of the work that they're already doing and now to see how fluid they are in their movements and what they're doing but then to see yeah. them to start to question themselves and be stumped it as a viewer just allows you to kind of be like oh okay what's what's gonna happen next i love what do you mean you don't have the answer to this this is your job yeah you tell me please i need to know yeah uh so at this stage of the autopsy there's some creepy things starting to happen so the radio starts to flicker through stations and it starts to play a song about the devil um i did have the name of the song written down uh it's somewhere it's probably in my notes somewhere else (laughs) i also have it so give me because it's played a few times throughout the film Yes, it is. Oh my god, how do I not also have it? No, because I was like, I should probably note this. <laughs> I I noted it. I'm pretty sure I like because I remember looking it up and putting down who had originally sung it because there's a few different variations. Yeah, not this. Wow, I call sabotage by the ghosts in my house because <sighs> how is it not in my notes? I'm so confused. I'll have a look. I might have put it in. Um, 
I do. So it's called Open Up Your Heart and Let the Sunshine In. Okay. That yes. is the name of the song because it's played again oh, a couple of times throughout the film. It's super creepy. It's so creepy. It is. Yeah. I don't know. It's great. I love it. Um. Then the the house and the mortuary and the morgue and the coroner's office, because it's all one, because we're in small town Virginia, mm. is hit by a massive thunderstorm that cuts out electricity. On the radio, they had also discussed how a storm was coming in, or that yes. it was, or that it was really sunny weather. I can't remember which one. Which is weird. I mean, it kind of ties into, I mean, the tricks that Jane is pulling and the radio is a clear indicator of that because, yeah, it's yes. like it's almost like she's speaking to them through it a little bit because they're talking about, like, you know, you don't want to get caught up in this storm and, like, Yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, very, very keen. She's a little shady with her messages through the radio. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, like, bright and sunny and then immediately turns into, like, this random massive storm out of nowhere. Yeah. But it's creepy. And again, I mean, very wet. I love that. And that's, <laughs> listen, when a movie involves like a crazy thunderstorm, I'm in. Like, I don't. Care. Oh, really? I'm yeah, like, oh, I'm in. No. <laughs> Only bad shit happens in thunderstorms. Exactly. You know, shit's about to get real when the exactly. thunder starts to clap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they are forced to continue with uh, like a backup generator, which makes the room look even more creepy because the lights yes. aren't as strong and powerful and as like, um, like fluorescent. Because right. they're not on full full strength electricity, I'm going to call it. <laughs> they are examining her internal organs that show signs of intense trauma, including her being burnt, being stabbed multiple times, and there are no outward signs of any trauma happening whatsoever, which is pretty crazy. Because they talk about how her lungs have smoke inhalation. Right. Um, and so they're like, uh, like, yeah, burnt or like uh, I don't know what a lung looks like with smoke inhalation, <laughs> but these ones are like black, right? Um, black lungs that look tarish, kind of like a smoker's lung. It does. It looks so yeah. burnt. Like she was literally scorched from the inside. Yeah, that's insane. Um, whilst looking in her esophagus, they find a piece of cloth. And they pull it out and unravel it to find Jane's missing tooth. Which Crazy is like, stuff. who did that? Who did this to you? Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, and they're questioning these things. Yeah, of course. Because they're just like, this is so freaking weird. Why would, what is this? Why is this happening? What happened? <laughs> what? But in, <laughs> on the cloth is actually Roman numerals, letters, and a diagram. Um, so it, and it looks genuinely old. And they yes. do make a comment about that. They're like, this this looks really old. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> where did this come from? Um, and this is the scene where they peel back her skin, isn't it? Um, I think that happens a little bit later. Okay. I think, right? It's uh, when they go back in to finish the autopsy. That's right. Yes. So this is where Austin is starting to see shadows in yes. the, um, the morgue's hallway. So he goes out. Um, and he finds their cat, Stanley. He's not doing too well. very wounded. And this is so sad because uh, he brings Stanley back in um, to the morgue. And Tommy actually snaps Stanley's neck to mm-hmm. basically put him to rest. What's really sad is... I mean, if you kind of... Of course, as the movie progresses, and we see, obviously, that... Uh, Jane, the witch, um, 
is obviously kind of causing them to see things, obviously, and hallucinate. And what's really sad is, like, probably with the cat, it probably wasn't even wounded in any way. It's probably perfectly healthy. Oh, no. And, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Why and she just. That? Yeah. And she just made them think something was wrong with it. And so they just killed them. Oh, my God. Poor Stanley. I would have taken him. I know. It's so sad. I hate it. Yeah. The sandwich. Killing the cat. Uh, but. This is where they realize that the dead bodies in the morgue have gone missing. Girl. And I was like, oh, fuck off. So scary. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we got more of them, to be quite honest, the corpses. Because yeah. they were so creepy. And just the way that they're designed. And the bell is just a great scare. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. indicator of, like, a, a scare is coming. Like, yeah. it's just It's so well done. And they... Use them, obviously, but I kind of wish we had a little bit more of the dead bodies in the movie. Yeah, because they're, they're definitely more of an indication of the supernatural things that are going on. Right. Um, because this film is really short. Like, it it's, is. It's a really quick, easy watch. And you're just like, oh, oh that, okay, cool. And you kind of, <laughs> but you also remember everything because you're just like, sometimes when a movie's like three hours long, you're like, what? Things Where get am lost. I now? <laughs> yeah. so like, fuck. <laughs> but this one i didn't lose like any track of where i was going so i was like okay, yeah good. it's pretty straightforward i can literally tell you it starts like with the opening scene and it goes to uh tommy performing the autopsy with austin and then they're still there they're still there and then jane <laughs> and... comes in and then they have a scene where they're in the office with the cat and then they're back in the room again and then it's yeah it's very straightforward you remember everything but i mm. think they do have obviously just their one setting to kind of help with that because yeah, they're in the same place the entire helpful. film. Yeah, so they're not going to many places. They're in the same place, so it's easy to keep track with what's happening without getting too confused, which is nice because they don't have too much room to play with. So it's pretty much just these actors having to put a lot of effort into like each scene yeah. because there's nothing really else going on to kind of there's help with the to... story. Exactly, I was going to say they're not anywhere else to lean on and build a story. It's just they're at the morgue and that's it. Yeah, it's them, their family dynamic. And they do really well. They truly yeah. do. Austin is great, I suppose. But Brian Cox really does bring a lot to this film, which I think is, I mean, he's kind of, I guess, like the emotional backbone of the film, I guess, yeah. in a way. That's his goal and that's his character. And I think he does a really good job at like being able to kind of keep the story moving. Because there's times in the middle in rewatching it that I did kind of feel like it was a little sluggish for a little bit. Yeah. So I think he's. it helps that he's at least very... At least it seems. I'm not quite sure, but very well trained, and he <laughs> well does a great trained. job. <laughs> he does a good job at like leading the story and kind of pushing yeah. it forward because it does feel a little sluggish in the middle. Yeah, it's around after this act scene where I was like, uh, "Okay, that's where it felt a little bit sluggish for me." Yeah, and I was just like, Ooh, "Okay, but uh, we'll get into that." Um, it's the scene for me when they're in the office after they first encounter like the bodies in the hall and yeah. they like run to the office and like they have another moment of dialogue but like a lot of the movies them having moments of dialogue and this is just like yeah. an extra one and I was like it felt a little okay. repetitive yeah and the scare in the bathroom wasn't my favorite where Tommy's getting thrown around <laughs> it makes like, me laugh but uh, it's kind of random okay <laughs> Like she's literally just beating his ass in this bathroom and I'm like okay well that's it's happening but <laughs> Um, uh, this, so, yeah, when they realize that the bodies have disappeared, they're like, we've got to leave. Yes. That's, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if there's someone in here taking these bodies or right. what's going on, but I'm really creeped out. 
And so when they go to leave, um, they realize that the elevator isn't working because they have no electricity and the generator doesn't actually pump electricity into the elevator. Right. <laughs> and a tree is blocking their, their manual exit, which would be like out of the basement door. Right. Um, so they go back into the autopsy room and they're kind of deciding what they're going to do. And all of a sudden the door locks itself. Yes. And them in the morgue. So this is their first encounter with the dead bodies. Um, so Austin attempts to hack through the door with this emergency axe. I don't know <laughs> what the difference between like an emergency axe and a normal axe is, but I don't know either. Actually, it Maybe has it's a label. A bit sharper. It was like emergency axe. So I was like, <laughs> okay, it's the emergency axe, right? Uh, so he peeps through the axe hole through the door and sees the face of the woman of the missing corpses and this scared the living shit out of me i was like oh fuck. all right i was I not scare. ready for that but i'm also like don't look through the people you know and... but they do it they always have to do it they have to but yeah we formula. do a great scare yeah it's very formula i will say like uh i really do love the movie does a great job with the scares yeah um because uh, when the bodies first go missing and it's like that moment where like the lights turn off yeah. and then they just like hear the rumblings of everything and then like they turn on a little bit of light and like that's when all the doors are open or all the fridges or whatever they are yeah. they're all open and now that always freaks me out every time I watch it because I'm like that just it's so well done it's so simple just turning off the yeah. lights <laughs> but it's so th it's so scary because these dead bodies are now walking around and I find that filmmakers are always looking for that unique way to make a scare without really taking into consideration how easy and simple it can be by right. just changing the lighting or the atmosphere or shifting something. And, you know, they try to make it these really big scares like they do in The Conjuring with, you Ugh. know, something right in your face. And it's like, right. it doesn't even need to be that to be scary. Like it can just be something so intensely creepy Right. That you're just like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's the atmosphere. And if you even look yeah. at like older horror films, like going back to the 30s, I mean, it was gothic. It was the atmosphere that was scary. They weren't yeah. like throwing scary things on the screen. It's just the atmosphere and the tone and the music is what made you a little bit creeped out. So I like it when movies do keep it simplistic in that way. It's just, it's about yeah. the scare and just the buildup. And it could be anything at the end. A well orchestrated jump scare is really hard to kind of pull off. People, I, because you see a lot that just don't work. It's just like a yeah. loud bang, and you're just like, okay, I'm jumping because that it's used to fucking get me. loud. <laughs> yeah. But now like, I'm, I'm just like, is that it? That's yeah, just... just staring at the screen like, uh, okay, work. But it's the buildup is what yeah. scares you. And this movie does a good job at kind of doing those simple buildups. It doesn't really feel like remarkable in any sense of what it's doing, but it's done really well. So yeah. it's really enjoyable. You can tell the, the writer and director definitely – put thought into it rather than what's the what's the best way we can just scare the shit out of everybody right they, he thought simple scares are what's going to get people in this and and i appreciate that in filmmaking especially in independent filmmaking too where your budgets aren't like three million dollars for cgi and exactly like the fact that jane's corpse doesn't move the entire time is enough to fuck me up like, and, it's, and isn't it so crazy that she it's a it's a real actress sitting there yeah. doing that isn't that so crazy that she's so i skilled. actually read about how she like prepared for it and stuff like doing yoga and meditation and i was like okay that's i i respect <laughs> honestly like the hardest role in this fucking movie is being so still that you look Don't like an actual blink. corpse uh, how does she she's not so blink cool. 
on top of having to be naked in front of everybody every that time too, she's on yeah. set like she was going through it so honestly give her everything she deserves an oscar yeah she, and everybody <laughs> does commend her for that and everyone's like Ugh. but you see people online that are like but all she did was lay there the entire time and it's like yeah that's the point right and she did a really good job at it yeah like that's the whole fucking point <laughs> yes exactly and she was so creepy and even like when they put that block under her and the way her body just like i mean oh, my yeah. body doesn't work like that no, <laughs> the way her, <laughs> it just falls back so like effortlessly it just looks so lifeless i'm like wow uh, i How wish i wish that? i could control my body like i that. wish i could pretend to be dead to scare people <sighs> and so they can bury you alive <laughs> my grandma one morning i woke up and i was on the phone to my sister uh, it was like 11 o'clock in the morning and my grandma hadn't got up because she'd been like having bat, like weird sleeping patterns lately. So I was like, okay, I don't think anything of it. But I said to my sister, you know what? I haven't heard grandma all morning. Um, you're coming with me on FaceTime because if I find her dead in there, we're both finding her dead. And she yeah. was all like, what the yeah. fuck Why are you like this? <laughs> and my sister was like, all right, whatever. But then Trauma the other morning, yeah, the other morning, my grandma <laughs> says to me, "Oh, you know, um, I got up this morning and I didn't hear you, and I like had to go into your room and I was so worried that I was going to find you dead." And I was like, "I don't do anything that's going to kill me." <laughs> and oh she's like, "Oh," and then I went in there and found your bed made and realized your car was gone, so it's all fine. I was like, "Yeah, I was at the doctor's. Message me." <laughs> So we both have the same anxieties about finding each other dead. And I was like, I really need to stop joking about dying. <laughs> you both are, it's, you're both anticipating it. And it's a, <laughs> just like, I really need to stop joking about it. Like about wanting to die. She, I mean, she also thinks the same though. So yeah, Kat's going to go in any minute. <laughs> she's, she's, she's like worried about it. She's genuinely concerned. 31 years old. <laughs> I am in really good health. I am fit. I eat healthily. I am medicated. But it's because you are that one person in the family who's super into horror and true crime yeah, and all that. Yeah, That's always concerning for people. Yeah. You know, there was like, it's like, oh, she also wants to die. No, like, yeah. just joke about it. Fuck. It's very concerning for people. Yeah. There's always that one in the family. That's, we're, just that's us. Sense, you know? Yeah. It's just my sense <laughs> of humor. Emily does the same thing, but nobody's worried about finding her dead. Mm hmm. That's just how it is. You know how it is. Maybe I'm just too vocal about it. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> we like the weird stuff, but we're also like really vocal about it. So <laughs> being empowered, yeah. it just really throws people off. They're like something's people wrong are like, here. That's weird. <laughs> You're excited. Why are you about so positive that? about death? <laughs> weird. Yeah, it is, you isn't it? Like to watch people get their heads shaved off with like a nail file. <laughs> oh, the bread slicer in Fear Street. <gasps> oh. Can we talk about it? Because it was just so yes. good. It was amazing. The entire scene, the lighting, it was so stunning. Actually, we are going to have a podcast episode soon. We've been on the hiatus. Uh, but our podcast episode is going to be discussing the Fear Street, or the first two. We're going to do the first two to, pre to prepare everybody for the third film. Um, so we're working on that this week. But awesome. So by the time this comes out, it might be out already. I don't know. Uh, I work fast. In like two weeks, I think. Two, two weeks? I'm two not weeks? too sure. Two weeks. Hmm. Well, then everybody go back and listen to it. Because it should be Go out, back and like listen to it. Yeah, go back it, and listen to it. It'll be out already. Because yeah. <laughs> the devil works fast, but I work faster. So <laughs> it'll be out. Yes. It'll be on platform this <laughs> summer. So. But yeah, that bread slicer scene was oh, so insane. Phenomenal. Amazing. It reminds it's me. It's truly iconic. 
and because my nieces were like can we watch fear street because they love goosebumps and i was like oh no <laughs> i was like it's for adults that liked goosebumps as kids and she's like oh okay when i'm 13 can i watch it and i was like yes yes that's appropriate yes. for 1994 not 1978 have you yeah. seen that one yet she could probably watch that i'd be okay with that with 1978 yeah there's a very there's two very gratuitous sex scenes in 1978 my nieces know what sex is <laughs> i live perfect i love my it. sister is my sister does not sugarcoat things she does not give nicknames to genitalia she the kids know that they came out of their mother's vagina and that her parents had sex to procreate them <laughs> thank you yes educate children and listen we're just yeah. fucking educate them Come it on. was so funny my sister my youngest niece asked my mom my my sister sorry mom can you show me a video of a baby being born I want to see what it looks like. And my sister's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll try and find a video on YouTube or something like that right. for educational purposes. And then the eldest niece was like, mom, you shouldn't be showing me videos like that because it's weird. And my sister's like, oh, you think it's weird that you came out of my vagina, do you? You think that's <laughs> you think a perfectly natural thing is weird, do you? She's like, who's <laughs> telling you this? She's like, it's not weird to watch people give birth. And my niece was just like, okay, mom. <laughs> She's like, okay, thanks. Because <laughs> my, my sister's like a huge like birthing advocate and like breastfeeding advocate and like Oh, um, I love that. Like women taking control of the birthing process and knowing their rights, um, you know, when they're when they're giving birth. So yeah, she's uh she's definitely one of those very vocal people about it, which is what we it. need. So yes. there's too yes. many men taking control of the birth process. So. Mm, a girl uh... Well mainly male doctors. No, you're so. uh... I, I, yeah, I hate the United States. My sister's like very anti stitches. She is anti like um, cesarean unless it's an emergency. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love that. She's very pro like know your rights. Like you do not need to have stitches. You should be healing naturally because it's faster than if you had stitches. <laughs> and I was I like, oh, that. I never knew that. So there you go. Anyone who's going to be giving birth anytime soon, I won't be. I'm still in <laughs> if I have children. Right. I won't be either. Well, you don't have... You, well... Um, <laughs> no. Unless, unless something changes. Wait, 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 wait. Me? Okay. No. But no, I don't want kids at all. Uh, I'm not fast. <laughs> I have, I gotta get... Uh, <laughs> I gotta get cats first. I need to figure out how to... I mean, I can't even look after my cats, so... <laughs> That's my concern. I need to figure. I need to get a cat. That's my that's my goal right now is to prove to myself that I can oh. take care of a cat. Or some of a living, breathing creature. Yeah, right. I need to. I really. I got to test myself. You got to prove really to yourself to that you can do it. Yeah, because I've been. It's been kind of challenging for me to get you know to get myself to this point in my life. So now I, you know now the next step is to prove to myself that I can handle an animal. Yeah, I keep saying to my partner if we get married and he's like why do you keep saying if and i was like look i don't know if i can be bothered organizing a wedding it's not like i don't want to marry you it's like the whole process of doing it all is sounds stressful it's so cool. yeah it's just it's so that. insane it's too much it really is too much and it's like if i want kids and he's not too fussed about that because he's like well if you don't want to have kids then i'm not gonna be like you have to have children okay good because yeah where eh, like it'd be nice we've talked about it we're if we decide to we do if we don't we don't right exactly yeah as it should be exactly my favorite is all oh you can have kids but you don't want to that's such a you know slap in the face to the women who can't have kids and it's like my 
body my rules. Right. What? Not them saying it's a slap in the face. Oh, I've had people tell me, like, oh, what about all the women that can't have birth? Can't give birth? And I was like, well, that's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, Last I... time I checked, I didn't steal their uterus and put it inside of me. <laughs> people are just so... They're just so quick, aren't People they? People are so outrageous for reasons yes. they don't know. Like, outraged over stuff that they're not sure why they're outraged. Yes. It's it's really so crazy just how, like, yeah. simplistic they can think about things, truly. Because it's just yeah. like, why are you, like, why are you so concerned about somebody else? Yeah, and it's just like, sorry, but the last time I checked, me being able to give birth doesn't change someone who is infertile's thoughts about birth. Like, you, like I have people that I know that are infertile and they have struggled incredibly hard to conceive. And, and they have. They um, have had a child and they're due for their second. And that's, like, absolute thanks to science. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, well, I don't want to have kids. And they're fine with that. Right. They're like, okay, cool. Because it's your life. <laughs> but the people just... who out there are like oh you know like what about the women who can't have babies and it's like well i've actually spoken to some of them and <laughs> they're just using whatever enough, they can uh, weird enough they're not outraged over the fact that i don't want children at the moment people are it's honestly people are insane people are it's weird. so insane really how, how people think and operate <laughs> with things uh and it's mainly woo. white women let's just face it mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's white middle-aged women. I can't say that because I'm almost middle-aged. Um, oh, no, you're not. No, you're not. I'm like 10 years off. Yeah, um, you're good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> um, Middle age of what, though? You know, you never... I mean, exactly. You know? uh, yeah. Right. Middle age of zero to 60. <laughs> <laughs> Already, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine. So we don't, um, you know, you know, whatever. You're doing great for yourself. Thanks. I'm, not, I'm, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> you have cats. Uh, I want cats. So you're doing great. <laughs> So because uh, Tommy and Austin can't get Jane Doe to the cremation furnace, because obviously fire destroys things, smart thinking, let's let's try and cremate her. It's going to be 6,000 degrees Celsius in there. Um, instead, they decide that they're going to set her on fire in the autopsy room. So they pour chemicals over her and light a match. I think they spread, uh, put formaldehyde on her. I think so. Yes, correct. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, yeah, I guess that's really flammable, uh, but also not <laughs> going to be enough to cremate a body. But okay, that's right, fine. Work. All right. You're uh, panicking. Yeah, yeah, you're freaking out right now. That's okay. <laughs> uh, the fire spreads so rapidly up the ceiling and across the room. And I love this. It looks so cool. Um, and they managed to put it out with a fire extinguisher, but they freak the fuck out finding out that the body has no damage done to it. Yes so crazy not okay so creepy so the elevator pings and they're just like fuck yeah we can get out of here yes so they rush out to the elevator but the doors won't close um tommy panics when they're attacked by the uh escaped dead bodies (laughs) Which all looks so creepy and gross. Because uh, so they're all creepy. like a greeny silver colour. And I was like, eh. Yes. And at this point as well, uh, you know, through her abilities, uh, Jane Doe was able to also like conjure up the furnace and like now the entire area is oh, covered it's... in foggy and smoke. And, and... it's hot. <laughs> yes. Um, they're and all it's sweaty. So hot. Ew, running from these dead bodies. 
Yeah. So um, they are hiding out. So they kind of close the door a little bit, but it doesn't close all the way. And they're in this um, elevator having a little heart to heart um, about the death of of Austin's mom and Tommy's wife. And um, I can't really remember what they say to each other, but they're basically talking about how they're still grieving and, you know, that they miss her. And um, uh, Tommy, I think, blames himself a little bit for for things that had happened. And they basically come to an agreement that they're going to finish the autopsy together because they believe it's the only way to stop these things from happening to them. Yes. Uh, When they... Get, oh, so prior to this, uh, Tommy had mm-hmm. also attacked the corpses with an axe yes. um, to get them away from the door. And they kind of all fell over the place and were on the ground and and whatnot. But uh, when they step out of the elevator, they discover that Tommy has actually murdered Emma, who had come back to get Austin. This scene is so fucking heartbreaking. because It's like, so oh, sad. And Tommy didn't know. And it's good I that know. Austin doesn't blame him either right because he saw the same thing right exactly and so he's like oh shit like this is devastating but also i know it's not it was out of his control yeah yeah very that it's really sad i was like no it's so sad and she's pretty cool from what we get to know of her she's pretty cool she likes to see dead bodies yeah she she likes dead bodies (laughs) my kind of gal exactly but yeah it's very yeah it's hard it's heartbreaking it's sad yeah it It kind of felt a little bit disjointed in the entire film yeah it really did we could have done without this like it would have been fine because he kind of just fucking gets over it and goes back inside to finish the autopsy and i was like your girlfriend just got murdered with an axe but exactly you're you're so i don't understand why you're so chill about it okay all right bury that yeah it was like way to for him yes he's gone through a lot you know Maybe it's because he's seen so many dead bodies. He's like, it's okay. You know what? That's probably what it is. Honestly. Desensitized. At this point. I mean, he was a little bit emotional. But yeah, he was very quick to move past it. Tommy was (laughs) devastated. Tommy was like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry. And Austin's like, it's okay. (laughs) He's like, let's get back to the body. Yeah. And Tommy's like, I'm devastated. Like, (laughs) Oh, it's so confusing. Uh, Anyway, but... The autopsy must continue. Yes, exactly. So they get back in and they're basically like, nah, J- this Jane Doe is hiding something from us. She's hiding something. So when they... So in an autopsy, obviously, they remove the brain because they weigh it. I don't know why. I don't know why they weigh the brain. I don't know either, actually. Is it like, oh, he's got a small brain, so that's why <laughs> he died. <laughs> Maybe it can contribute to something, I guess, perhaps. <laughs> small brain means idiot right my brain's right? gonna weigh a ton oh <laughs> mine's not so <laughs> uh but so they remove some of the brain tissue and look under a microscope discovering that jane's brain cells are still alive insane i thought that was so cool because i was so just cool. like well okay i wasn't expecting that exactly She's alive, but she's literally sitting here on the table alive, but she's not. So what's happening? Yeah. What's going on? Um, so they pull out the cloth that's been removed from her throat and Austin manages to decipher it. So the cloth dates back to uh, Massachusetts. It actually has the location of Salem written on it and this date. And he's like, oh my God, this was during the Salem witch trials. 
Um, the cloth markings also refer to Leviticus uh, 2027, which can, is a like a verse or a passage in the Bible that condemns witchcraft and witches. Yes. Like, ver- like blatantly states it. <laughs> yeah. They're not holding um, anything back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is where they also um, pull back her skin as well. Yes. And like fillet her almost. <laughs> like a it's chicken that. clay and it's like oh i didn't even know skin could do that it was nuts it was insane and inside is like a um like a sigil it is yes like an inscription like a like a like a witch craft ritual almost yes. isn't it yes that's very I bad i think that's the word i can't either and i've been here uh, trying to rack my brain as well like, like, what's oh, a good word for something. it but anyway, so it's been inscribed on her insides, and then basically she's been all sewn up. Exactly. Oh, uh, it's so it's, it looks, it's insane. It's, it's so an intense cool. scene because they're just it like is. whole. It's like they've had this realization all of a sudden where they're like, "Oh, holy shit, she's a witch." Yeah, this is some fucking crazy shit. Like they're freaking out at this point. Yeah, it's it's um. This is after. Is this where they went into the office and? There was him getting thrown around the room. This was so, afterwards, wasn't it? I missed it. Yes, this was afterwards. But we talked about the office, though. We did. Bit. Yeah, I tried to talk about it I around the time that comedic. it happened. <laughs> it was comedic. I was, it was like, forgettable. Another thing that happens as well before, like all of this, when they're in the fog. I also was like not a fan. of See, I don't. I and I know it's, it's just happening in their heads more often than not. That's what's happening. But when they're in the fog, I also find it very hilarious when Tommy yeah. starts getting thrown around the fog, and Austin's like, "Dad, uh, Dad," and like Dad, he just Dad, like, where are you? <laughs> he's That's like fine. right in front of him getting beat up. But I know it's like in their heads I more times. About that. But it's very. It's it's just funny. It's so funny to me because he's like, it's just not nothing's happening, but there's a lot happening at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's, and you're just yeah. like, what? And there's like the man in the hat as well. Is that in this film? Or am I think I'm probably thinking of something else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something else. I will say though that with this movie, we get the we get the I don't even know what like the angle of the shot a few times in the movie, but it's in the hallway in the upper corner where they have like that mirror that shows both yeah. ends of the hallway a little bit. I love those scares and I mm, love those scenes cool. in this movie. They're very cool. It happens like very early on when Austin's walking down the hall and he looks up and like it's just the man standing at the end of the hall. It's yeah, because so- he calls out to him and he's like, hello? Like, yes, you which you're something? not supposed to do. You <laughs> yes, never, you are. You, no! You never acknowledge the spirits. You never, you just, you don't acknowledge them. It happens here when stuff, when creepy little stuff happens here in my home since we bought it, like my partner immediately is like, what's going on and i'm like just don't think about it don't acknowledge it like it didn't happen it didn't happen i remember I'll say one I'm time... the opposite <laughs> you start to... who's here hello well we okay so i live in like retirement housing so my grandma okay. i live with my grandma and i look after her and um a man who lived in the house before us actually died in her bedroom and his <gasps> name was jim and i my bedroom is right next to the laundry and at like two o'clock in the morning, sometimes I can hear the light switch in the laundry getting flicked on and off. And I'm like, Jim, leave it alone. T- just fucking leave the light off. Get out. <laughs> Go to bed. So no. that's just Jim. See, that's but that's fine. different because you feel the energy. You know yes. what it is. You know who it is. If yeah. it's something, I move into a new, I haven't, you know, looked into who uh, was in here. I don't know. So when I have something happen, I'm like, we're not doing this. The other night uh, we were upstairs in bed and, uh, 
<laughs> we like to listen to meditation music sometimes to go oh, to bed because it's so soothing. But we had the music on and we were just vibing, meditating. And then all of a sudden we hear the loudest like metal bang downstairs. And it was loud enough to go over the music downstairs. And we were like, <laughs> immediately my partner was, yeah, my partner was like, did you hear that? And I was like, yes, I did. I heard it. I said, I did. He's like, what do you think that was? But obviously we also have to be rational. Like somebody could be possibly breaking into the home. So we're like, okay, well, yeah. we got to figure out what to do. So we just went downstairs, turned on all the lights, went downstairs, and like looked around, but there was nothing. There was nothing metal on the floor. Nothing had fallen over. Nothing, nothing. None of the windows were open. Nothing. Oh my God, that's so scary. Nothing. It was just a loud metal bang. And we were like, mm, work. And on top of that, we've also been having issues with the TV turning off or turning on on their own. So that's been happening. Oh and I remember God. the other night I was home by myself and I'm home by myself right now. So I'm terrified. <laughs> but the other night I was on FaceTime with my sister and I was in the kitchen, like straight out of a horror movie. I was in the kitchen. I leave the kitchen and I come upstairs. I'm grabbing something to take back downstairs. I go back downstairs. I go into the kitchen and the cupboard, like our big pantry door is wide open. And I was like, wow. Literally did not leave that open when I left the room, but great, because I was just here a few minutes ago, and nobody else is in the house with Lose me. that back over. <laughs> yeah. So I told my sister, I was like, the pantry door was open when I walked out into the kitchen. She's like, oh. I was like, mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't leave it open, so I closed it. Went about my business, but listen to this. I leave the room, and then I'm in the living room now. I'm sitting, and then I hear something fall in the kitchen. So I'm like, what? So I go back, and the pantry door's open again, but now the bread inside the pantry is no. on the floor. <laughs> So I'm like, sell the house. <laughs> so pick up the bread, put it in there, and we move on. So- call, call Zach Bagans, get him over. I know he lives in Vegas. Just he does. get him, get him over there to have a look at the house. It is. It's a lot. It's been. It's been little bitty things here and there that freaked me out. But I yeah. don't think much of it because I don't acknowledge it. Oh, I do. I can't. I can't. I can't because it'll just continue on. And my, uh, we told my partner's mother about it too, and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Show you. Don't, 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 don't pay attention to it. Just move on. It's nothing. It's just it could be some energies. Maybe you know, looking to saging the house or something." I was like, mm, "Yeah, yeah we'll, just we'll, do a cleanse." Yeah, we'll, we've done a few cleansings, and it helps actually, truly, honestly. So that's my life in my house. Well, that's I'm never coming to visit you. Um... <laughs> But you have to. Vegas is fun. I know. We'll, we'll Always do Always something Vegas. to do in Vegas. Always. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tommy suggests at this point that Jane must have been an innocent woman who was wrongfully tortured and killed by witch hunters. And in doing so, basically did turn her into a witch to seek vengeance on all of those who had hurt her. And I was like, okay, that's actually kind of a, uh, I mean, it's a reach, but. Yeah, he is literally reaching into the cookie jar. And, like, and just he's like, this the- sounds good. Yeah, this sounds interesting. This is cool. This is different. Nobody's ever said this in a movie before. She wasn't a witch, and you know they hated her so much that she turned Became into one. Became a witch. Yeah, it's different, and he is reaching. <laughs> He's reaching. Yeah. I was like, it's okay, out of left look, field. That's fine. I will say this is one that I he. I kind of was a little lost at this point in yeah. the movie. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. Because everything was happening. It was working for me. Like the first 40 minutes were great. The setup was great. <laughs> and then things start to kind of dive into the crazy. It's cool. Some of the scares are a little silly. So fun, but a little silly. And then we get to this point and I'm like, whoa, like our, our end is like, we're reaching for this all of a sudden. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Like you're going all out with this. It's like, it wasn't even like a slow, like, t- like tiptoe into the water. It was like full blind. This is it. Yes, I know this is it. He didn't think and about it at all. Do you know all. anything about witches, Tommy? <laughs> what do you 
mean? Uh, yeah, was his wife practicing witchcraft? Was she a Wiccan? There was no exposition on that, so there I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but yeah, he jumped to that immediately. He's obviously well educated in whatever this happened in whatever's happening. It happened very fast. or something. <laughs> but um, so he he's like, okay, to end this, I'm going to have to take all of her injuries so that she can be at rest. And this is like like what we were saying about him loving his job so much. Yes. And, and the victims that do come into his morgue and that he does need to report on. So I was like, okay, that seems kind of legit. Right. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't sacrifice myself. I'd just let the curse kill me. Um I would too. Yeah, just take me out in any other way. I'm not going to give myself yeah. up to you. I'll just be like just kill me. Don't even fucking worry about it. <laughs> But um, it's a crazy scene though when like he yeah. transfers, I guess, all her injuries over to him. It's pretty crazy. And as like, and uh, look, most horror things like gore and blood and guts do not bother me. The sound of bones breaking, I cannot deal with. It makes me so cringe <laughs> where I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And so like hearing her bones like crack back into place and then yes. his break i was like oh i'm gonna be sick <laughs> it's so good but it's like a really intense scene because he's like back is breaking and he's like uh he can't breathe and he's getting cuts all over his body and it's like whoa he's getting like cut the fuck up yes it's so good and quite honestly i mean i guess it's a fitting end to his character to kind of give yeah. them stuff up like that um, but yeah, it's a great way to go. But I mean, it sucks because then Austin then has to pretty much seal the deal on his father yeah. and it has to be the one to kill him, which is always, always tears me apart in a movie because yeah. I could never, I could never. And they don't have like an estranged relationship. Like they're actually pretty okay friends and they have a good relationship and they're supportive of one another. So I think that would just really hurt me as, yeah. like, as someone who does love their dad. I'm just like, oh, that's fucked up. He has to kill his dad just like as a mercy kill. Yeah, it's so sad. And they do have like a, like you said, the relationship's obviously very strong. Obviously they start out with like a little bit of like a rocky thing, I guess, because they're still grieving a little bit and it sounds like they haven't like really talked through their grief with one another. And so there's a lot of projection kind of going on with Tommy onto Austin and like expecting more of him in the work and like they don't talk about what they really need to talk about. But then, you know, as with any horror movie, you know, the fear has driven them to open up and by the end it's It's they do right after tommy or right before um right before right before tommy like hacks his girlfriend though they do have a great moment (laughs) (laughs) a great moment of like reconciliation and coming to you know be aware of one another's grief and then yeah yeah, then she gets hacked up (laughs) and then she gets an axe in the chest Uh and then austin's like kind of over it but then not i just but the movie's about him and his dad, so whatever, you know. Oh, she's, she's a secondary fine. character. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Oh, little, like, little tears in it. Oh, he didn't on. even, I don't even think he cried. He was like, <laughs> oh, this sucks. All right, guys, anyway, back, to the, later. back to the autopsy. Um, <laughs> you're right, you're ready to go. And his dad's having a mental breakdown over it. And, and Austin's like, don't worry about it, dad. We only dated for a year. It's fine. Let's go. <laughs> she's she was she was trying to get long. me to leave the morgue, dad. She wanted me to quit my job. <laughs> she was trying to tear us apart, dad. <laughs> But you knew that, didn't you? That's why you stabbed her. That's why you Dad. killed her. 
that's why you did it. It could have went to that. It could have went oh, real nasty. Imagine if it did. That Honestly, I would I not expect that. Uh, they started like a cat fight and started slapping each other. <laughs> the dad and the girlfriend. <laughs> oh, oh, the son and the dad. Yeah, them too. Them too. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like it was full... don't take my son away. <laughs> full soap opera. He like slap him down the stairs. Days the of our like, lives. Oh yes, the days of our lives. I can't believe that. that show's still on TV. Isn't it crazy? I what used to love fuck? Passions growing oh, up. Oh, I loved Passions. I'd get home from school, 3.30 Passions was on. It was so good, wasn't it? And I don't even remember most of the characters, which I is crazy. I have no idea. Now. I watched it for years, and I couldn't I just remember there was, like, a witch, I'm sure, is what yes. she was, right? A witch and a little boy were always hanging out. Oh, the little boy, <laughs> Timmy. Timmy, yes! Oh my God! Timmy. I don't know Timmy. how I remember this shit. I can't even remember people's names. I'm literally <laughs> going to binge Passions as okay. soon as I can. Whenever we should both do it. Please. <laughs> Is there a podcast that's just recapping passions? Because <laughs> imagine. I'm going to listen to that. I need it. Uh, I'm going to make it. Don't worry about it. But Please. Yes. For that soap opera drama, I would have loved it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it would have added something. <laughs> to, yeah. Like, uh, just a level of authenticity, really. Um, <laughs> Truly, yeah. There should be some anger. But, I mean, also, I guess they're just, like, they're better than me. And they can be able they're to have a nice conversation. <laughs> they can have a nice casual conversation about grief that doesn't turn into turmoil in some way oh people can do that but they're also right but they're also fighting like a witch at this moment so i think their priorities are kind of right in the right place with being like okay let's let's keep moving you know yeah we're not a mordor yet so let's just get there oh why not (laughs) um uh so as tommy dies austin is also not that sad about it Yes. Um, look, he's probably in shock. A little bit of PTSD. I get it. It'll come out later. Yeah. Uh, or not. <laughs> um, so Austin hears the sheriff calling for him outside of their like emergency exit because they've removed the trees. And Austin walks upstairs towards the voice. But then he realizes that this is just another trick by Jane uh, when the sheriff begins singing the song about the devil. So before Austin can do anything, a corpse from the morgue jumps out at him and he falls backwards in surprise, breaking the railing of the stairwell and tumbles to his death. I did not expect him to die. Did you not? No. I kind of saw it coming the first time I watched it as well. Okay. And I love the way that it happened. Yeah. Because it was just it was so, so clumsy as well. Also that, yeah. But it was, it was just, just like, oh, it was his gosh. dead father that jumped mm. out at him. Yes. Yeah, so that's how he was thrown. He was thrown back. I'd be like, "Excuse me, Dad, you're alive." <laughs> Damn it, Papa! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love just. I love that little creepy song. I love a good little jingle in a horror movie. Yeah, it's, me too. Like they hit. They can hit sometimes. Insidious does a really job at kind of using yeah. music in that way. Um, but yeah, I love this song. When he starts singing it, I'm like, it always sends a shiver down my spine. I love it so. So good. And he dies. And I'm, I mean, it's kind of, I want, I don't want to say it's satisfying that he died, but it's kind of interesting to kind of see them all die. Yeah, that nobody got out alive. And I like when a movie does that as well, because I right. really wasn't expecting Austin to die at all. Um, I thought that'd be like the whole, okay, well, the curse is broken now. Um, Austin gets to go. No, the curse is not broken. Um, so the corpse of Jane laying on, um, the autopsy table having fully ex- like healed her exterior seems to smile Ugh. and that creeped me out i was like oh Wait, um, what's happening and then the music starts playing again yeah the and the sheriff shows up and he's checking out 
all of the carnage that is going on. The radio also notes that it had been a clear night, suggesting that the storm was another illusion from Jane. Um, Yeah, I loved that because I was like, oh, shit, she controls the weather. That's cool. (laughs) She's cool. She's cool, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The sheriff orders Jane Doe's corpse to be removed from his jurisdiction into another. So the police arrive the next morning um, and are confused by another inexplicable crime scene like this whatever's going on in there <laughs> so whatever's happening in there whatever in happened the in, the, in the morgue <laughs> so the corpse showing no signs of trauma is taken to virginia commonwealth university uh during the ambulance ride the radio plays open your up your heart and let the sunshine in and the corpse we get like this zoom in on her feet uh-huh. and her big toe twitches and i was yes. like i like that i really so like that good. that I was love cool it. She's taking names and yes. killing off people so she can, I mean, what we're to assume is be able to come back to life, I guess, fully mm. earn her mobility again. Or that um, she's like still going to continue being a vengeful person. Oh, yeah. Like sure. a continuance of that seeking revenge. But I mean, like, right. I don't, so I guess she's going to seek this kind of revenge on those who desecrate her body. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Because it kind of sounds like she's warning them as well. Like when uh, when they start to perform the autopsy on her, it's mm. kind of when the radio starts to kind of like give them like those weird little messages and like start like, to play the music. And, yeah, like don't. Like she's warning them in a way. Like maybe they could have been able to just go about their day if they didn't even bother to mess with her in any way. Ooh, interesting. Because maybe is she vengeful only for the people who are doing something to her harming her in some way because maybe she was harmed by people and killed wrongfully is maybe the assumption yeah perhaps hmm. i feel like she was trapped in her body by other witches Ooh. maybe she outed them somehow and they were like well this is your punishment now right hmm not too shabby or we can just kind of go with tommy's idea and she was a good person who wasn't a witch at all and turned and into became a witch, witch. <laughs> yeah, like, witches okay. are bad people okay it's so funny so weird. I love how uh, well, not it's not an actual love, but how they portray witches in horror films as these really bad, dark, evil people. Even though a they're monster. like, yeah, they're like, oh no, the Salem witch trials were so bad, but witches are monsters, and it's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. That's what I think. What's kind of nice with like modern witch film as well. It kind of allows for. For people to kind of understand that they're not just like again like monsters like if you can't even look at yeah. like the wizard of oz and like the wicked witch of the west like just how they're portrayed and just how i mean i kind of like how we're at least a little bit more knowledgeable on things and allow us to kind of venture into more interesting aspects of yeah. witchcraft and, yeah. and not just be so like one note yeah i had an issue with the conjuring and they're like bringing in of witchcraft and the most recent like, one yeah right i was i was, like, I was confused uh, this is weird I was very confused. I was so confused. And I mean, like, I appreciate the effort. Evil. Yeah, I appreciate like, the effort of like making it different, I guess, than any other supernatural film. Yeah. But like it just, it was kind of, yeah, it was all kind of just like thrown together really weirdly for me. It was yeah. again, somebody who, I forgot who on Twitter, but somebody said it was like the, sh- like the most heterosexual movie they've ever seen. Like, <laughs> that's, it's very that. Oh my God, yes. It is, and it's like it's a little much for me. Oh, but... I had teenagers in the cinema talking while I went and saw The Conjuring. I almost like yelled at them, "Are you going to pay for my ticket? Shut the fuck up!" 
<laughs> I miss theaters until like I've gone back to a theater and like realize how people are just so <laughs> awful sometimes. Like, uh, why are there children, like thirteen year olds, watching this film? Go, go home. Where are your parents? Yes, please go away. Uh, I the yes. good thing with Vegas is like I'm able. There's so many different options of movie theaters, and it's yeah. a lot of them are in casinos. And a lot of the casinos can be at least the theaters are like kind of like like not really too busy frequently which is oh, nice not too bad. so yeah. i have options so like i kind of know where to go at certain times you can get a the day, buffet the and then go to the cinema <laughs> oh my god you know what we did this past weekend was go to the cinema and then go bowling because oh that's cool yeah all just all right there Love that's it. so cool i miss the casinos i can't wait to go back oh yes please uh, <laughs> and now i want to stay at um the flamingo because there's flamingos there Ooh, yes and flamingos just blow my mind that they're real I can't believe they're real. Still they're to so strange day. to look at. How are they real? <laughs> but the flamingos, like, right? Wait. Okay, that's so. So flamingo. Oh no, I, I want to make sure. I'm pretty sure that's like right across from the Bellagio. No. Yes. Yeah. Around that area. Yeah. I live or here. Caesar's and I'm like, Palace, maybe. Maybe Caesar's Palace. You're right. Not me being the listen. I'm not a local, so I've know. been to Vegas once. <laughs> I'm not a local, okay. But I remember because I was at the Venetian, and then next door on the other side was like the Trump Hotel, and I was like, oh. no thanks. Oh. Oh. And then down from us was oh, I can't remember. I remember going through there though because it was. So I know they have hot Planet Pla- Planet Hollywood. Oh, that's is on the in other that end. area. Yeah. Um, Treasure Islands, kind of. Oh, that's on the Island. other end of the strip to where right. I was. I didn't walk down that far. It was. Wait, where were you hot. at when you were here? Where did you the say Venetian? Venetian? Yeah. Oh, you were kind of close to like Circus Circus almost. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. this place looks interesting. That's a <laughs> Circus Circus. What? Did you look at it? It is so scary at that hotel. Like, it looks haunted. It lo- has a haunting presence to it. It does. It's probably haunted. Oh my god. That was. It is so creepy in there. I stay there the first time I ever came to Vegas to visit before I moved. We stayed at Circus Circus because obviously it's like the cheapest thing you can it's get. It's so on the, cheap, on but it strip. looks so nice as well. Mm, 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 oh, it's not. Oh, okay. Mm, 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 okay, no, I'm not. thinking of the photos. Mm, 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 okay. Mm, 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 mm. Right. Even if you look, again, if you look outside, it's so haunting, and then like it's just a, it's it's a it's a it's it's a weird hotel, but. That's where I stayed the first time, and the Venetian's right there. The Venetian's gorgeous, though. I loved it. It was like a, our own little city inside the hotel. It was nuts. It, yeah, they don't want you to leave those casinos. No, it's they like, don't. It's almost like Disneyland. Like, they the orchestrate it in a way. <laughs> I don't gamble, so I'm like... Oh, I don't either. I hate fun. it. I hate gambling. But the I will sit pretend I'm gambling to get a free drink. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> that's what I do. My partner doesn't mind gambling, but he's not like an out-of-control, like, me like get away from those machines kind of gambler he's like i'll put he's like i put aside a hundred dollars for three days of gambling and i was like that's fine oh that's perfect yeah hello love that yeah i'll play like blackjack a little bit and i'll yeah i don't mind card games or roulette or something oh yes or even i'll try a slot machine because sometimes they're so confusing but i'll find a slot machine that makes sense (laughs) i'm like i i used to and the funny thing is i used to work in like gambling as like an assistant in a like uh like a sports bar so i'd have to like clean out like the um like the poker machines and stuff and i still have no idea how they work (laughs) (laughs) and i did it for like three years and i was like i don't know how they work because people would be like oh it stole my money i was like so you know you're gambling right (laughs) 
<laughs> Gambling that, is designed right? to steal your money. It's a legal way for them to steal your money. Yes, that's what's happening. Fucking here. idiot. Get out. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it. But yeah, those casinos, again, are orchestrated in a way where you don't need. Especially you don't since know there's the time. You can't see clocks. It's dark all the time. It's, it's an illusion. Food there. Uh, there's toilets. I know how it all works. It's a it's 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 insane when you think about it. And you go you can go into any casino here at any time of the day, and those casino floors are packed. I know it was ridiculous. I mean, I was inside of the casinos because it was really hot outside, so it was nicer Ugh. just to walk in and like from one casino into another. Like while I like I carried my drink around with me. I can't believe you can drink out on the streets in Vegas. That's very illegal in Australia. Right? It's insane. It's crazy. Um, it was just insane, and it was it was a lot of fun. I did have a lot of fun in Vegas. Vegas is a good time. I mean, the strip again now. I've lived here for four years and I cannot stand it. But when you first come here to Vegas and like you go to the strip and like, just have a good time. Like it's a good time. And like, I was like, wow, I'm so, uh, I love Vegas. And then we came again and, you know, hit up the strip again for the second time. And then we did it again for the third time. So we're like, yeah, let's just live here. And like when I, when we first moved out here, like my first like eight months or so, like we were on the strip, we were out at the clubs, we were doing everything, living our life in Vegas. And after like eight months of that, I was like, I can't do it anymore. Done with it. That I'm was me living it. in the inner west of Sydney, like <laughs> for a year, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I literally, I can't live near everything anymore. <laughs> literally, that it was like literally like almost eight full months of just like rocking it, partying, yeah. being wild, I just and then. I and then like, yeah, I, can't I was like, be drunk every night. Like I'm going like, to work hungover, and like it's oh, too yuck. much. It's too much. It, it was, was way too lot. much. A good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I loved it. I, I I'm really looking forward to going back to the states. Hopefully, in a couple of years, we'll see Woo! how it goes. I'll still be here. Maybe not. Hopefully, I won't be. <laughs> I'll be able to. I'll see you one day, but hopefully, I'm not here when you get in the states. I gotta go. You know. I got I got somewhere to be. <laughs> I want to get out of here, but you know. I'll, I'll still happens. be here if you come here. So it's fine. <laughs> Living Maybe in I'll my grandma's come. house. <laughs> oh hey i'll come by and say hi like, hey, look it's really fucking expensive to buy a house in australia rent is it's really fucking expensive yeah interesting like it wasn't really on my radar of like where i would want to i definitely have always wanted to visit it yeah because of outback visit. jack <laughs> but um, uh i do not do the outback Yuck. <laughs> it gets to like 50 degrees celsius out there i'll pass oh does it interesting yeah so that's like 120 fahrenheit Maybe a bit That's more. insane. Mm. Oh my it's god! Disgusting. Here, not too far from here in Death Valley, they just have like the highest like uh, temperature recording like in the history of the Earth, or they're nearing that because it just Whoa. hit one hundred and thirty degrees. Holy shit! Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. and the highest before that for them in Death Valley was one hundred and twenty-five. I think. Yeah, because we drove through Death Valley to get to Vegas from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So they were able to just, they just barely, they just hit 130, which is insane. My favorite stopover will always be Bakersfield, where the gas <laughs> service attendant who was like, I don't know, 60 years old, just stared at my boobs while I asked if there was a toilet. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? <laughs> Never mind. I was like, I'm not getting sexually assaulted in a fucking gas station in Bakersfield. I'm out. <laughs> And my partner's like, you were quick. And I was like, I didn't even go because this, this gas station man's creepy. And Ned's like, what? And I was like, let's just go. I'll hold on to the piss. It's fine. 
No, man. I'm never stopping Bakersfield again now. And Ned's like, but it's the home of corn. And I was like, like the new metal band <laughs> corn. And I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I was like, I'm never coming back here. <laughs> that is honestly the most. I just. I, <laughs> I can't. My experiences in the States are very fucking. They're out. very American. Very American. <laughs> the amount of times day. I got told that I said, asked if I'm from England and I was like, no, <laughs> my family was put on a fucking prison ship by those motherfuckers and sent to Australia and we killed all the indigenous there. <laughs> like, that's what and it is. And people in America are like, what? <laughs> They're like, you're I'm this? sorry. <laughs> I'm like, you don't know Australian history? Not a surprise. <laughs> Uh, the I, Brits aren't I, too proud to talk about it. Right. So again, I don't want to hear when you come back. I gotta go. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's, <laughs> that's Australian History 101 for you. Uh, I love that though. Just so you know. So that's anyway, to be sad. To wrap up the podcast, I'm. Mm-hmm. What is the last horror movie you watched? <gasps> Fear Street. Oh, nice. Yeah, seventy eight. Watched... We watched it last night. Nice. What did you think? Oh, I, I was obsessed with it. it Are you fantastic. like a camp slasher, like a summer camp yes. slasher person? Yes, 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 yes. I love that. And it was it was a true love letter to that specific type of horror film. And they did the a great Friday job 13th at it. The Friday 13th films, really. <laughs> yeah, truly. Obviously, that's like their biggest inspiration. But yeah, yeah, they do a fantastic job. And it's great. And I enjoyed it tremendously. And I mean, also, I mean, it is a Fear Street book. So there's also, with anything, Arl Stein is... A, a little bit of like a quirkiness to it, I guess you can say. Yeah. Things are happening that Campiness, you're kind of like, <laughs> where you're like, very campy. We're who like, wrote this? Who wrote this? Arl Stein. Oh, it's okay. happening. Like yeah. in in 1994, also like when she's like threatening to like pretty much kill her ex girlfriend by like trying to throw this bottle at their car, and they're like, "Where's is the bus driver not going to just stop? Like, is nobody doing anything? Like, these kids are just like about to commit manslaughter, and nobody's like, where's the adult supervision on this bus?" But, it's good. it's it's Arl Stein. There yeah, is no the adults, adults don't exist. <laughs> they and don't that's what exist. I, when I was watching um 1978, I was like, where are the adults? Nowhere. It is literally the older uh teenagers who are like wrangling all the kids and trying to is save them. Is that normal? No, there's always I adult supervision. So. Okay, and then I don't lot, think so. <laughs> but again, it's Arl Stein. You know, it's like only Goosebumps, Fear Street. Yeah. yeah, it's only people of that age demographic that are like in involved in it but in saying that i kind of appreciate that rl stein writes these really strong young characters for young readers to relate yes. to rather than putting an adult in the situation that they can't relate to it's it's kind of i really liked that growing up reading goosebumps and stuff like that oh uh, yeah they were fantastic well for what he did write what oh like there was think? like like a lot of ghost writing oh yes here. sorry <laughs> did he die and i was like that's why this trilogy is happening. <laughs> it's a dishonor. Um, fucking, yeah, this is an uh, R.I.P. R.L. Stein. Uh, oh my Fuck. goodness. R.I.P. One, two, three, a trilogy. Oh, yeah. Um, but yes. But my youngest he, niece, uh, my eldest niece, sorry, wants to grow up to make Goosebumps movies. So oh. I'm really proud of her. I was like, yes. And then the youngest is like, yeah, you can make the films and I'll be slappy. <laughs> so cute. She. Is the best. Oh, she's like, yeah. When I grow up, I want to be slappy. And I, she's like, do you think I'll be too tall by then? And I was like, get out of my room, get out. 
But that's cute that they know Slappy. You see, Goosebumps is great. And like you said, it's like, it's gateway. It's gateway to yeah. what the horror genre can offer. Because everybody loves to be scared. And Goosebumps and then leading into Fear Street, they do that so well. And like, yeah, it's fantastic. And it's nice that it's still around. Like that was literally my oh, yeah. gateway into a lot of horror was yeah, reading too. the Goosebumps books. And it's still doing that for children. It's fun. I love that. It's so weird because people are like, what's that pivotal pivotal moment that got you into horror? And I was like, honestly, uh, my birthday in 1989 <laughs> I, when I was born into this world. Just, that it was, was it. A natural. It was a, it's like a natural connection to the genre. Which uh, My mum read Stephen King and Dean Koontz and my auntie grew up watching horror films. My grandma was in the spiritualist church. Like, I was made for horror, baby. Like, yes. Uh, it's the best genre, period. So Yeah. It's so much fun and liberating and empowering. It's really cool. One second. Um, but yes i agree (laughs) (laughs) so to end our chat please tell us where listeners can find you on your podcast oh my goodness uh this is stormy is so good at this and i'm not so (laughs) we are um everywhere really i guess apple spotify uh pandora uh, podbean all those places but (laughs) You can go to our social pages at slash underscore her underscore pod on everything on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, even. And we have our link there that takes you to all our links. So you can go and listen to us anywhere that you listen and consume podcasts and follow us for sure. And follow me personally at Adrian Ray, R-A-E-E on everything. Yeah. Well, I do. So just stalking you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Honestly, love it. (laughs) Not mad um so thank you so much again for joining me of course thank you so much for having me i appreciate it take a time and thanks for talking about this movie with me no thank you for forcing me to watch this movie (laughs) of course (laughs) (laughs) anytime so please make sure you check out adrian on all the places that they've mentioned today on social media thanks for listening if you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to help support please leave a rating and review to catch all the latest from me you can find me on twitter at catscadet underscore and basically you can follow me on twitter and instagram for the podcast on twitter at tgif pod and instagram cat underscore tgif you've been listening once again look at you guys to tgif see you next friday